0: Welcome to the Bill Bradley Collective. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. How you doing Andrew?
1: doing all right. Hitting lead off
0: tonight. No, that's to right. Not- you are. In the list of most home runs by a father and son duo, in which both had at least a home run. So it's not like Hank Aaron and his kids that never played. The leaders are not surprising. The Bonds had one thousand ninety four between them, and the Griffey seven hundred eighty two. Which father son team is third with both hitting exactly three hundred nineteen home runs? Who are they, and are they dead or alive? Both at the same number. One of them played for the Yankees.
2: Oh, that was that. That twice. I, my guess was somebody that had played for the Yankees, but I think it's incur- Very incorrect.
1: Give me a second. Um, played for the Yankees. That kind of threw me off. Well, he, he did not. Was he thinking.
2: was not famous for playing no, for the Yankees, no. but he did play for the Yankees. Yep. Giancarlo Stanton and his brother Mark. <laughs> Stan, Stan, Stan. <laughs> electric, electric <laughs> vacuum salesman.
1: Alomar's? No. My, my before you said Yankees, my thought was. Bob and Brett Boone, that's not right.
0: No, I don't. Brett might have hit 319 home runs. Bob Bob didn't. No, this is gonna piss me off. But Prince and Cecil Fielder did. (laughs) They both hit 319 home runs. Uh, um, that's irritating. Yep. (laughs) Prince is alive. What about Cecil?
1: His weight. He's a big guy. Um, did he? He's that dead?
0: As of an hour ago, he was still alive. I kept checking. He (laughs) was a a
1: vital cog in the '96 World Series. uh, He's been been pounding (laughs) Ozempic.
0: Um, they never got along, Prince and Cecil. I Uh, I guess Prince, uh, Cecil, uh, Cecil, Cecil, Cecil. Sideshow. I think Fielder's
1: Cecil. Cooper was Cecil. I think Fielder's Cecil.
0: And then Sideshow Cecil. So that's uh, which leads us to the Simpsons. But how are you doing, Zach? Doing well. Had a win this week.
2: Uh, unlike the Jets today, who were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs for the 13th straight year. But uh, this week, uh, Laura, just infinitely cooler than I am, like just dresses cooler, has a better taste in music. Uh, and then this week, I went down a hole, you know, reading about the Clash, and got to introduce her to Big Audio Dynamite, which she had Ooh. never heard of before. Uh, so every morning since then, I've woken up to her playing Rush by Big Audio <laughs> Dynamite until I get out of bed. But I'm, I'm taking the win for finally uh, a cool band. I, I, that I've never that
0: that she hadn't heard. Yeah, of. I had all their albums, uh, and then all the albums crumbled because they were kept next to the well uh, piece in in the house, which was you know not the worst thing to happen there. But uh, I have now started replacing it with uh, CDs because they were banging. Yeah, the AD great. was banging. Yeah. So this is the Christmas season. And in the Miracle and Evergreen Terrace, Bart accidentally burns all the Christmas presents and then claims they were stolen. The people of Springfield contribute money so the Simpsons can still have Christmas presents, but are infuriated when they discover the truth that they weren't stolen at all. Marge tries unsuccessfully to win money to pay back their neighbors. And that scene features a celebrity guest star playing themselves. And I did that just to be gender neutral and politically correct. Who is he? And is that person dead or alive?
2: First off, it should be who are
0: they, not who, who are they. Well, you almost got there. No, I, I, I had he written down. Oh, um, uh, but that was for I had he for the, and that's what threw me off. Is are they? I I or, have no idea. Um, it's a game show, which should really limit it to two. Who wants to be a millionaire? No, Regis is dead. Regis is dead, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I mean, th- th- <laughs> thank you, Laura. Thank you, Regis. Um,
1: <laughs> Kathy Lee's going strong.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, she went on Jeopardy, and Alex Trebek was the host.
2: He's dead. And he's dead.
0: But that was your first Dead or Alive. So, <laughs> will you be ranting about Zach? Uh,
2: I'll be ranting uh, in defense of why George Santos should still be in Congress.
3: You know, so, Ed, It's so, per- it's pretty mean to throw the first dead or alive at him the week before we end. So, like, his lifetime batting average for dead or alive is now zero.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll come. I'll catch you tomorrow with like an impossibly
0: niche Simpsons question from like a season two episode nine. Right. I'll have to come up with another. Well, yeah, no, like we could do it. All right, how about you, Andrew? What will you be writing about?
1: I'm going to talk about John Rahm's defection to the Live Golf Tour
0: and just kind of the state of
1: where the PGA Tour is at, where Lives at. Kind of like Ross and Rachel. Are they together? Are they not together? It's
0: um, it's a murky, interesting future. The Ross and Rachel part of that show was the worst part because anything with David Schwimmer just sucked. Um,
2: <laughs> I kept waiting for uh,
0: Chandler and okay.
2: Phoebe to get together. <laughs> No,
0: Monica um, and Ross. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have. Yeah. It could have been like, because that clearly was going on in 90210. Oh, that, oh I mean, they were absolutely just, doing it. Just quick, but that Folger. Brendan, fold yeah.
2: Speaking of obvious incest between siblings, that Folgers commercial <laughs> has started making the rounds again. Oh, no. Where he where the brother comes home and he, like, puts a bow on her chest and he's like, you're my present. In the pe- Good God. Huh? Maxwell House, I apologize. So, yeah, if you want to... Also, S- shitty SNL- coffee. SNL does a phenomenal uh, parody of it. But, yeah, that commercial's been making its rounds again. Be- nope. Gen Z has discovered it. So. I
0: also think not only were... Um, who were the two people, 90210? Uh, uh, with the Walshes, Brendan and Brandon. Jason Priestley, Shane See, I also think yeah. their parents we're brother and sister because you couldn't explain <laughs> shannon doherty's eyes it was like a picasso painting she always had her head tilted to the right and one time she tilted it to the left and her eyes were like vertical as opposed to horizontal It was horrifying
1: we should do a 90210 pod after the, i've never uh, after seen a full episode week. of
0: 90210 <laughs> <laughs> or or, or uh, friends and what's our main topic for our penultimate episode
1: Structural changes uh, across sports. We're going to look at Shohei Otani's record-breaking deal with the Dodgers, where over 95% of the money is deferred to post the terms of the contract. The NBA in-season tournament, uh, success, failure, a little bit of both. And then finally, next year, the college football playoff expands from 4 to 12 teams. It's all next here. And the penultimate... eh, Fuck. The penultimate episode of (laughs) The Bill Bradley Collective Driving into the crossroads of sports and politics, we are the Bill Bradley Collective. Here are your hosts, Ed,
2: Zach, and Andrew. So I'm going to kick us off with a take I had a couple weeks ago that I was pretty confident in that it was correct. And a couple weeks later, I sit here and go like, oh no, definitely I I was correct which is about the expulsion from the House of Representatives of Republican Congressman George Santos. He uh, had been charged with a myriad of financial crimes, uh, including campaign crimes, misusing campaign funds, uh, misrepresenting himself and his financial assets, all sorts of stuff. He's fraud. He's a fraud. Uh, and he is a criminal. And he'll likely be convicted in a court uh, when this process plays out but this process hasn't played out yet um he hasn't been convicted of anything he's been accused of things uh and congress decided the house of representatives with every democrat voting in support uh i think except raskin raskin may yeah, not raskin agree. did not vote for it um he, he said he should have the dignity to resign yeah and i think raskin was correct Pretty much every Democrat, 99% of the caucus and about half the Republican caucus uh, voted to make George Santos the sixth ever uh, member of the House of Representatives to be expelled in our 270, 60, uh, 60 year history. Um, The other five, 247, 247. The other five who were expelled, three of them were expelled for being traitors, for supporting the Confederacy during the Civil War, and the other two were expelled after they had been convicted of crimes in a court. My problem with this is in the Constitution, the only mention of removal of anyone is for high crimes and misdemeanors. High crimes, like treason, I think apply. Two, the three confederates who were expelled. The other two were convicted of crimes that I think, okay, that fits. If it prevented them from doing their job, that fits. But we can't just pick and choose when people are guilty or when they are innocent. We have a democratic process, which is an election. And if the court if the court case was after the 24 election then guess what? We have a democratic process to decide if George Santos should return to his seat or not. His constituents have a say. They get to have a say. They put him there. They get to have a say if if he returns. But to remove that chance from them and to remove their representation for a mere charge, I think opens up the whole process to a can of unintended consequences. We've already seen this play out by the censure of Jamal Bowman who is also charged with a crime for pulling the fire alarm during the budget uh, vote. He's also been charged with a crime, and they voted to censure him, including three Democrats who voted to censure him, including our own Johanna Hayes. What's stopping them from moving to expel Jamal Bowman? Then, in the upper chamber, you have a, you have a different problem. What do you do with Robert Menendez? He was charged with selling state secrets. That is significantly worse than election or campaign fraud. That is significantly worse. He has access to information that a small number of individuals have access to. And he profited from it to sell to another country, a foreign country. That's treason to me. I don't know how the Democrats aren't pressured to expel him. But, but no, in the Senate, they're gonna wait for his charge, which is what should have happened with George Santos. We cannot pick and choose when to uphold precedence. The whole fight against Trump and this MAGA movement is their breaking of the norms, their breaking of precedence. And right now, when we had a chance to say, no, precedents and norms matter, the rule of law matters, innocent until proven guilty matters in our country, the Democrats decided to say, no, it doesn't with a handful of Republicans. And now they have to deal with the consequences of that, which I think can be serious if and when the Republicans get an even bigger majority in the House.
1: It's like he became this kind of overnight celebrity with all the stuff that came out about him following his election. Um, and I think that kind of put a uh, a target on his back, really, that, that he, they were going to try to make an example out of him. But like you said, I mean, pre- precedent, precedent, precedent. And this sets a very kind of dangerous one, for sure.
0: So it takes a two-thirds majority to impeach. Two-thirds plus one, correct? Yeah. Okay.
2: The ethics... No, uh, in the House, it's just a mere majority. In okay. the Senate, it's two-thirds. It's- in the Senate... You're, well, that, conv- you're convicting them of a crime in the House. You're merely yeah. charging them with
0: it. Well, that, Which is why they won't do that in the in the Senate because they yeah. don't have the two-thirds. Um, I would say a couple of things. I thought about, you know, because you, you made this argument. I mostly agreed with it. And then there are a number of Republicans who want to get rid of Matt Gates because they hate him. Yep. And we can't. That's terrible. Here's the other side of that coin, though we have at least one supreme court justice who is so flagrantly and extravagantly corrupt and can change laws forever it is not clear that taking a house and all these extravagant vacations and having uh, him a billionaire support his wife's move to overturn the election these things are crimes. And yet, does that mean that he gets to remain? Alito's almost as bad, but Clarence Thomas is in another place than any any Supreme Court justice has ever been. Are you saying that, based on precedent, he gets to do that for another 25 years or
2: 20 years or however long he's alive? There, There is a difference between impeachment of a judge which would be taking action against a separate leg of the government and impeaching a member of the house and removing expelling a member of the house of representatives the criteria for both used to be one thing if the house wanted to investigate and impeach clarence thomas they should do it you should have that hearing there's a democratic process if you want to remove clarence Thomas. You can have a democratic process of impeachment. If you want to expel and remove that democratic process, that's what the House of Representatives did.
0: And I think this is a largely bad faith argument by the Republicans. They hated having to have Santos among them. Yeah, It put the Democrats in a no-win position. What are you supposed to do? Say it's okay? Like, it's not Okay. And then you can't run again. You can't say it's okay, or we're going to wait for the for the courts. Because let's be honest, it's going to be eleven years before this ever grinds down, and he'll have appeals and everything else. So this will go up in the Supreme Court, and whoever, yeah. whatever Harlan Crow wants, he'll get. Um, but, but I mean, I, I do think it may have also led to the laughable Biden impeachment, uh, yeah. which would be funny if it wasn't just another another nail in the coffin of democracy but again it was the clarence thomas thing because if you say well there's one standard for electeds and another standard for non-electeds the constitution i don't believe makes that you would know better than i i don't think the constitution makes that makes that distinction i no, understand it. there's making only one it.
2: thing the, on, the only standard for removal is in, that in the constitution is impeachment and it's for high crimes and misdemeanors
0: so if we define a high crime as something that's convict- convictable by law, then Clarence Thomas is just there.
2: Yeah, I think they should impeach him. I'm not arguing they shouldn't impeach him, right. but there's a democratic process, and they should follow
0: the process. So in the, in the House, you you get kicked out even if the Senate doesn't vote for it. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That makes no sense. No, is that why was that be? The, oh, thing? Oh, House has their own. There's no, House has their own rules. The House
2: sets their own rules. There's no constitutional
0: writing for yeah for anything anything of it. Right, it leaves it open. Wanted, which is why the Senate has blue checks and things, yeah. which kill us all.
1: It wouldn't be the Bill Bradley collective here without kind of one last dispatch on the ongoing Live Golf PGA Tour battle, and it's actually the timing kind of works out because the situation uh, there was an iceberg since the last we ranted, and that is John Rahm's defection to the Live Tour for a reported somewhere between five hundred and fifty and six hundred million dollars, um, and there are five hundred and fifty to six hundred million reasons why Rahm defected, but. There's a little bit more to it, I think, than just the money. Um, Rahm is, depending on your criteria, the second, third, fourth, fifth best player in the world. In his 20s, in his prime, already a two-time major champion. He is the biggest fish um, to go to live. Bigger than Cameron Smith, bigger than Kepka, bigger than Dustin Johnson, in my opinion. Uh, this guy is in prime, world beater, well liked, popular, charismatic. Nobody on tour, whether it's players, media, have anything <laughs> negative to say about this guy. It's a huge loss for the tour. It is a huge boon for Liv. But besides the money, there's a few things at play here. One is Phil Mickelson and John Rahm are the two greatest players to ever tee up for Arizona State University. Uh, Since Rahm turned pro, Mickelson has had his ear. He's been something of a mentor for Rahm. Mickelson's current caddy is his brother, Tim Mickelson. Tim Mickelson was Rahm's coach at Arizona State. Um. Mickelson is basically the face of live golf um, and despite roms Again, numerous times in the last couple of years rom has kind of steadfastly denied refused that he would go to live um, And look eventually the price became too big and you know relationships can fracture as well And I think rom with his relationship with Mickelson, and rom and his non-existent relationship really with tiger woods um, They there were there was a video a couple years ago with the masters of them chatting on the practice screen and Rom was asked about the video and said, Oh, what kind of wisdom did Tiger have to impart to you about Augusta National? And he just kind of looked at the reporter and said, No, he doesn't tell me shit. Like, you gotta ask Justin Thomas. He doesn't give me anything. There's no, you know, we 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 get along, but there's no there's no warmth, there's no tutelage, there's no mentorship. Roy McElroy, and he had nothing but glowing things to say about Rom following his departure. But if you if you go back and watch the Post Ryder Cup media scrum where all the players and captains are on the dais and they're getting questions from the reporters The first ten questions that the team fielded, and what the reporter does is this is here's one for you here's one for you The first ten questions went to Roy McElroy. and you can kind of see a look on Rams face like I get it McIlroy is the face of, of European golf. He's the face of the PGA tour, but I'm like I'm the alpha right now I'm the Europe. I'm my career is in a better place than Rory's is I'm the one where you know, where's my questions? Where's my attention? I think there's frustration there, there's frustration with PGA Tour management, Commissioner Jay Monahan. They have fumbled this so immensely. Um, they're at a point here, this is the bigger picture of PGA Tour. This week it came out that the PGA Tour is courting basically investment from a consortium of professional team owners across, we were talking um, Steve Cohen, uh, Tom Ricketts, various owners across the four major professional sports looking for like $3 billion of investment. Is that going to intimidate the PIF? What is, what is 3 billion to them? They have this framework agreement in, in place where it's looking as though the PIF is going to be kind of the financier of the PGA tour. It had been talked about of them having also first right of refusal to any sort of other outside equity entering the partnership. Um, The PGA tour is in a very, it's to talk about fracture. It's, and there's so there's so many more dominoes to drop, but this ROM defection is is the biggest one, the most impactful. The live product as is, it still sucks. The PGA Tour product isn't too hot either. Um, it, it, the tel, the televised product last year was bad, and that's on NBC and CBS and their TV partners. But it sucks. There's there's it's almost not it's not like the NBA, but there are so many just there's like so many great young players more than there's ever been before and what should be this great product is it's just not and as a golf fan it's so frustrating
2: so two things i wanted to ask you about because we i kind of sent this to you and you were like i'm glad you you waited to until now to like i
1: was there's I, it was too much for text man yeah. there's a lot going on
2: <laughs> yeah. but the two things i wanted to ask you about was like one if LIV live in the pj is merging is this just a matter of like who shot who signs his checks? And two, I read a report that cantlay has kind of taken over for the PGA and it's been a disaster. It's not great. Mr. Goldman Sachs himself. Um
1: first thing. Look, my best guess at what's gonna happen is they're both gonna operate independently, but there's gonna be a lot more it, there's not gonna be like a ban on players. If you play Live, you can play PG tour events. Maybe a PGA Tour player can moonlight in a live event. I, I think there is going to be kind of this alliance, the framework of which they don't even know. They're they're at the negotiating table as it is, and it doesn't sound like they're making much progress either.
0: No, I, I read that it's gotten pretty cool between the two parties. Yeah. And, you know, it would be hard to it'd be hard to go from the PGA to the um live unless there was an injury on the aces or the mashers or someplace. It's very true. Or relegation. A relegation Relega- oh relegation would be amazing. You know. Yeah, because, because <laughs> no, no one would deal with uh, relegation better than four rich white guys. So that, that's They're going to really understand that perfectly well. I have to play for my job? Are you kidding me? So in the couple of weeks that we have not done rants because we didn't do rants, Katie Cox or Kate Cox has become...
3: We did fun. have rants last week. They were just old oh, rants. Oh,
0: they were just old rants. <laughs> we did. Kate Cox, yeah, that was actually fun because I had no memory of any of them. <laughs> Kay Cox uh, has been in the public eye. She is a almost the poster child for what the pro-choice movement would want. She's a Dallas area mother of two, who wants to have a large family. Uh, she's married. Her family's got some money. Um, everything we prize in America, um, and yet she has a child that is not viable, and not addressing the issue. Is both dangerous to her life, and can really reduce any future fertility. The uh, Dallas District Court said that she could um, that she could terminate the pregnancy, but Ken Paxton, the worst Attorney General in the country, I don't think it's close, came running in. He took time off from his from his own criminal case and. Got to stay on that decision, and the Supreme Court, which are nine elected Republicans, then agreed with them, and they sided with uh, with Paxton. So she is going to have to leave the state to get an abortion. Whoever takes her across state lines is criminally liable under an agreement uh, under a trigger law that they had that said anyone. Any citizen could press charges against anyone who aids or abets a per, a person from having an abortion, and they used in that law the fetal heart rule that if there's a fetal heartbeat, then you cannot have an abortion. They do not mention that that's not a medical term at all because the fetus does not have a heart at six weeks; Is there electrical impulses of cells forming. But we're going to they call it a, be, a beating heart. The laws are very vague. The laws are interpreted almost entirely by men. And uh, if you think this hasn't had an effect, there were 50,000 reported abortions, a little more than 50,000 reported abortions in 2020. And there are 34 through September of this year, which means there are 49,000 women plus probably who are having children that they believe it's in their best interest and the family's best interest to not have. Um, So that's great. I'm a little concerned about bringing this up because this is the egregious outlier that horrifies everyone. Kate Cox should not be allowed to get an abortion legally because the child's not viable or that because she's a wealthy mother or because she's white, or because she has children already and wants to have a larger family. She should be able to get an abortion because she wants an abortion. And that's a decision she made about her own body. But this kind of outlier demonstrates the utter depravity of the what is laughingly called the pro-life movement in this country because this woman has to risk her health to deliver a dead baby. Uh, you know, months from now, uh, to to uphold the law.
2: Yeah, I mean, you hear pro life people about this, and everyone's everyone's like making excuses or rationalize. Like, hey, congratulations, you won. This is what you wanted. You won. You got what you wanted. This is what no abortion or extreme abortion restrictions look like. It, it horrified everyone. Horrifies yourself. And now, you know, the thing to remember is this is what they want to do federally. This is what they've all said is a good idea federally. So we just, you know, we only have to live terrified that if Republicans ever get the House, the Senate, and the presidency, that it'll be a dystopian for every woman in every family instead of uh, just the ones living in the Deep South.
1: Like the absolute bare minimum threshold that a, he's. That a- a pro-life person you think could be, would be like, well, in cases of like medical extremity, we'll make an exception. Like, no, they can't even, fu- they can't even, that, that inch they won't give. It's, um, it's, the, this the story is just, it's bonkers. I, I, I yeah, there are, are, there are
2: already women dying. Yeah. Not and, and Ted Cruz, you know, who's such an outspoken fighter for life. As he always said, you know, evangelical won the Iowa caucus in 2016, Every time he's asked about this, avoids it, runs away from it. He's a fucking coward.
0: Oh, oh Nick Haley, uh, yeah. the, the the primary, I mean, the uh, debate. They all avoid the question. They don't want to talk about it. Nikki Haley said, you know, I think we need to be human, but that doesn't mean a woman gets to have an abortion because she wants one in the 38th week, which is a standard that does not exist anywhere on the planet. Um, You know, you talk about somebody who betrays her gender every day, and the idea that Nikki Haley is the compromise candidate, the smart Republican's candidate. She is a smart Republican's candidate. Yeah, you watch those debates. She's the best one. She's the only one that's kind of
2: normal. Her and Christy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like being the tallest little person. So the structure in Texas makes being a woman nearly impossible. But there have been structural changes in sports to go way less seriously that are making life different for the sports fan. And we'll be talking about those structures after these messages.
1: Do you enjoy Pokemon Go but wish you could also keep up with the times? Try
3: Politic Go, the game where you can find and catch rich people and evolve them into senators and Congress people.
0: Paul Ryan, I choose you. Use white privilege. It's super
3: effective. You can even catch actually decent human beings and try to change the world. My Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is evolving into a Bernie Sanders. You can even battle against your friends, politicians.
2: Einstein, use loaded question.
3: (laughs) Betsy DeVos uses dumb. Vouchers? It's super effective.
0: Jeff Sessions, use memory loss. I do not recall.
3: Politico,
0: because the world is a fucking joke. So welcome back. So we're going to talk about some major changes in the sports landscape over the last, say, six months, and what they mean going forward. And we'll start with the easy one, I think. Otati's $700 million 10-year deal. All guaranteed. It's not the NFL. Um, this seems like it's going to change everything in terms of baseball. Yeah, the only uh, the only league without a salary cap. Well,
1: they have one. It's a Luxury tax threshold. Just kind of like you know,
0: it exists. You know. It's it's kind of kind of hard. The punishment is only you have to spend more money. There's no the, the league cannot step in and say so you can't nah, buy the, them. What yeah. do you what do you call the thing that they put on
1: golf carts to
0: restrict them from going? Governor. Governor.
1: governor.
2: MLB has like a governor,
1: which is worth
0: that.
2: Yeah, like the so. met, which, the Mets lost ten uh, spots in the draft this year for going over. Uh, the salary Wh- gap
0: which works very well until it doesn't yeah mm-hmm. and I think the LA Dodgers spending 700 million dollars for the best baseball player on the planet unless it's Aaron Judge uh, <laughs> what do you think Zach I think one
2: like he him setting up this contract to only get 2 million a year um, for the next 10 years allows the Dodgers to keep that core of Mookie Betts Freddie Freeman and now Otani for five years, six is years. It, it's not two year two million a year for three hundred and fifty years, is it? It's two million for ten years and then seventy million for like twenty years or something. Or no, it's uh it's, it's two million and then it's 30, oh, it's, it's six eighty over it's from twenty thirty
1: five to twenty or thirty four to forty three, it's um Sixty-eight million a year, I believe. Yeah, after the contract. After the contract. Um,
2: and everyone, people, oh my god, this is ridiculous. This is upheard. This is ruining baseball. You know who the highest-paid player on the Cincinnati Reds was this season? Joey Votto. Ken Griffey Jr. That's right. (laughs) Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr., who hasn't been a Cincinnati Red in a decade. (laughs) Like longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. He made four point one million. Chris Davis. Ah. uh, the Orioles, three point nine million last year. Well, Bobby, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Bo- all this does is give us a new Bobby Bonilla day. It's the real loser here. It's the state of California, who are gonna lose about a hundred million dollars in tax revenue because when the sixty eight million dollar payments start coming, Otani is not gonna be in California. But don't don't they have to pay it as a company? Nope. So if you it's- earn money somewhere else you don't the have money, to pay it is where the way the deferment works is the tax penalty is where you live when you are paid the money yeah so the 68 million he gets in year 11 won't be taxed in california it'll be taxed if he's living in florida florida tax rate he'll be living in florida yeah. or japan I don't know what the tax rate is in Japan. But now I mean they might get uh they might get another Japanese star, Yamamoto, who's going to be a 350 million dollar contract and they can afford it now. If you
1: guys will indulge me, I have a Yamamoto related structural thing that I think could actually be something real here. And I'll be quick here. Yamamoto is 25 years old and he's coming over here and like you said 300 350 whatever he's going to get. I hope he's a Yankee. Could be a Matt. We'll hope see Dodger, a you know who knows. But what is to stop a like the top um, hispanic prospects the top high school players in this country to me it's a much it's much better financially for them to just go to japan come back at 25 instead of being in the minor system for how many years and then playing major league baseball where there's all of this all these years of arbitration and salary control i i don't know instead of going to college go to japan for a few years and by the time you're 20 I don't know. So have you ever? Have you, ever, I, have you no, nobody? Nobody at twenty five in baseball going through like the traditional development system can ever get that kind of money at twenty five. Have you ever read? The, have you ever read the what book? about
3: the competition? Are they better in Japan?
1: They're, uh, no, okay. Japan. It's the second best. Japanese. Yeah. The top Japanese league to me, I think, is better than AAA here. I. Think. Uh,
2: it used to be the best. It's
1: not like, as deep. Yeah, but yeah I mean, it, we, it lost, we were be,
2: watching Korean baseball during COVID, and that Korea? was pretty good.
0: It, it used to be yeah. said that it was a. It's gotten better, but it used to be said it was a little bit... It was between A AA and AAA. Mm. Although, in reality, A is often it's, it's better, better than AAA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should read the book, You've Got to Have Wah, which is about how difficult it is for guys to adjust living in Japan. Sure. It is one thing if you are moving from... Well, there's no American players anymore. So you're moving from um, Puerto Rico... Well, Puerto Rico is America. So we'll say from Puerto Rico to I don't know Birmingham Alabama that's a big adjustment Tokyo a bigger adjustment like that's a bigger adjustment sure and so I I do think it's limited but I do think that now that the N, major league baseball union has minor league players mm-hmm. this brings the entire draft process into question because why are at least some guys drafted but not everybody it's an equity issue and I think that the organizing, and I thought this originally, the organizing of Major League Baseball may end up being the death knell to the draft. Good. (laughs) So, Zach, Mm -hmm. we're done with uh, Otani, now that I remember his name. And did you watch any of the uh – NBA uh, play in tournament? I
2: I've, I haven't watched the second of the NBA this year. I don't I've watched a lot of college basketball. I can tell you about the Holiday Hoop Fest <laughs> yeah. that I watched yesterday. Did you watch it? Caught all
1: the Knicks games. I uh, I saw their loss to the Bucks in the in the play in the Well, it got down to uh, 8, right? They went from yep. 30 to 8. Bucks Pacers uh, in the final four there was really good and I did watch the Pacers Lakers final.
0: Bucks Celtics I mean the Celtics uh Pacers was very good. Yeah. Oh yes, so I watched that game also. I watched quite a bit of it. Well, did you like the courts, despite the fact they seem to be pretty slippery? <laughs> I liked the courts. I I caught one of the games. I think I had, me and you were, were sitting together one, and I was like, yeah. "Is what
3: what is going on?" He's like, "Oh, it's the new thing. It's the tournament." I was like, "God, thank God!" Ho- I I was pretty nervous. I was like, "Has this been happening for five years of basketball, <laughs> and I've just fucking missed it?"
0: The most the most predictable thing in the NBA. Is that the mark Cuban-led Dallas Mavericks would fuck up the whole court thing and not get theirs in time uh, so they didn't have one.
1: Well, because he sold his uh he sold a bunch of his uh
0: yeah, he now gets to play with other sure people's did, money, yeah out. um I thought I thought it worked somewhat. The problem with saying it worked completely is that the ratings for those games and the ratings for other games were exactly the same. Like it, it No ratings change. The thing, because I watched the,
2: I like watched the clips when I watched Sports Center every morning. Um, but the thing I didn't get was like, how is it enjoyable to watch a basketball game in December, where a team has to win by thirty? So it's the midway point of the third quarter, and you're hacking Andre Drummond.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that will end. It will probably be the structural change you're talking about. For that, is by the way, the uh, hack a Drummond. Yeah, kind of good. Middletown's own. Billy Donovan was hot, man. Uh, yeah, he was. He was right? Well, because he didn't think of it. Yeah. Um, they're not going to do point differential. Uh, they'll do quarters one. So if you win three of the four quarters, if you like, the other two. What, what's the scoring that they use in the uh, in the um, All Star game? Where the, oh, uh, it's, the ending. It's a race to. to um... You get a number at the end. Yeah, whoever gets to a, a number first. Right. Uh, they may not do that for, for that because the Ellington, something like that, Elkinton, yeah. it, it starts with Nick. Um, they probably won't do that because individual statistics could get thrown off. I thought they were incredibly lucky that the finals was obviously the Lakers and a fun new team. like A star I, is born. Right, I mean, th- this team is so much fun to watch because they played well it's, it's not that they played no defense, but they play a defense that allows a million shots at the rim, so that you see a lot of dunks, and they score constantly. They just never stop scoring. And they got the most important thing they could have. LeBron blessed it. LeBron worked super hard in that series in that, in that tournament, and that made it re- that made it valuable. Because LeBron decides what's valuable, he's the Tiger Woods of the NBA.
1: Once we once we got down to eight teams, like those games had juice. Those games had some, you know. Look, I think there. If 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 the goal is to bring casuals in in December, I'm not sure there's anything they can do. The diehards are going to watch no matter what, and it's to me it, it was better once it once it got down to kind of the nitty gritty there. Um, it was it was fun and it did have. Again, I thought I did think there was some juice there, but if the goal was to bring in casuals, and I think the ratings kind of reflect that, it failed. And I'm not it, sure what they can uh, do necessarily. It's also I, the
0: first time,
2: I will say I didn't watch it, but watching the clips on SportsCenter Center made me interested enough to like follow it and read articles right. on it, and like not enough to sit down and be like, I'm not watching a two and a half hour basketball game. It's, it's
1: tough doing anything against football, college but, or pro. It's really but, tough to but, do but, anything against football.
0: But what they did, I, I liked. I like the double header aspect on the semis. Although it probably shouldn't be in Vegas if you're gonna do that. But you
1: still was, have a problem. It was five o'clock Eastern on a on a Thursday, two o'clock in Vegas. Like that just seems like but, play, it, play it later. But I, <laughs> I also thought the, I also seven
0: and seven and nine thirty. I also yeah, thought it was like, really cool. Right. You had you know, somebody who has a fantasy basketball team like you do. So you but I first looked at it, I said, Why are there no games every other day? And it was like it was kinda cool. Like I just thought the whole thing was cool. It much more likely will be moved till say February, so football's not yeah, an issue. Yeah, I think yeah, that'd be smart. And, um, and then you have like maybe you can move the All Star game back to a place where it makes sense. Um, do it the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and then, um, mm, or maybe the week before. The week, week the, before the week, the week before between the eight title yeah, games and the that's Saturday week. the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then yeah, the, the Pro Bowl, the NBA would beat the Pro Bowl. Actually, probably there's not. no uh, more. There's no
1: more Pro Bowl. They just do like they just, like they at they competitions do the skills now. Yeah. Skills, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the skills was kind S- of the better event. part of it. Anyway. The was, S- the skills true. was awesome. That's it's
0: true. Um, and uh, well, it's always the, the hockey. Hockey is the first one that did that, I think. And the hockey skills competition was just so much fun uh, to watch, especially if somebody went to a lot of practices and saw other, like. Normal people do these drills, and then watch them do the drills, and say, oh, that doesn't look anything like I've seen. <laughs> and then the other thing is, what do you do with it? It seems, I mean, the money's cool. A lot of the players said, you know, not pacers, the stars. Right? Of, you know, some of these guys at the end of the bench, that's like their salary. Mm-hmm. And so it mattered to them.
2: Didn't like Therese Halliburton have a big tournament or something? Oh, See, he, like, I said a star's board before. I
1: was in <laughs> reference to Halliburton. Hallibur- yeah.
0: Halliburton was incredible. Incredible. Um, but LeBron was LeBron and he carried him for the, a couple tough games. And then AD, you know, because once a week he plays brilliantly, had that game in the final. Oh, he was awesome in that game. Um, Miles Turner played really well. It was, it, I mean, again, I mean, we're, we're thinking about guys that we hadn't thought about. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the Pacers and then I watched some of their games. and Now I think about the Pacers a lot. And, um, they're starting to get, they moved around some schedules so they could get on, um, TNT. Halliburton had never played on TNT as a pro. It's a failure by the league. That's right. It, and it's, it, this it's, is a way yeah. to address it.
1: Real quick Austin Reeves on the Lakers who I think I think he got paid last offseason. Did yes, he not? Yes he
0: did. He got he's on he making about 15 million a year. But he was asked
1: what he was going to do with the half million. Mm-hmm. and he said he was going to join Riviera Country Club which hosts the PGA Tour event in LA and uh, one of, it's like my favorite golf course in the world so he said that and I was like oh that's money well spent <laughs> Austin. Anyway
0: and in <laughs> football this is the last four team playoff and it was perfect because it's the most controversial 14 playoff ever I, I, think, thought, I, I think i can't, can't got, think of one that was maybe one with an undefeated Cincinnati team when when uh,
2: ucf didn't get
0: in right yeah was when it? ucf didn't get in and um, the- and
3: it, it's a small catalog it was two teams up until what
1: the first year of the playoff was 2014 season
3: yeah so it's a been bit nine years not a lot of years down, and,
2: and i thought they got it right this year
3: And it came from two,
2: so... Michigan-Alabama, going to be a great game. I think they got the four best teams. washington going to be a great game. Whoever wins those two games should play each other. They're on New Year's Day where they belong Yeah. also. Yeah. I mean, it just... I thought they got it right. I get, like, Florida State, man, you know? Sorry, but... All you could do is win all your games, and they won all
0: their games. Yeah. In a Power 5 conference. They got
2: got boned a little bit. They did.
0: However, they would have gotten boned boat raced by any of those other teams yes. with, with they lost their quarterback they the did, acc was weak the whole year
2: they did not want another tcu georgia where the championship is 55 7 or something
0: yeah right it was, it was in the 60s i think yeah, It was were, <laughs> you returning the channel by 8 30 yeah, like you're, you're not you're, good. you're not going to get that this year i mean i i don't think no. it is annoying the freaking alabama who wins the luckiest game in history when he get a 31-yard pass at the final play on 4th and 20, and then the guy comes down with it, and now they're in because you knew they were going to beat Georgia. I mean, you just do it. They beat Georgia uh, in that yeah, game yeah. every year. Yeah. So, um, well, they didn't, beat them. they didn't beat them last year. They beat them the year before, right?
1: Uh, yeah, they split two years ago because Georgia beat them in the title game, right. and then last year they beat them. Yeah, right. in the title game. Title uh, game.
0: I'm glad they did not put both SEC teams in, although fine bomb. although was going crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ. So now next Shocking. year, it goes to 12. Yep. So it goes to 12. So here's here's how it's going to look next year. There are there are buys, correct? There yeah, are, the four teams right, get buys. The top four right. get buys. So the first round, which is on campuses, is Friday, December 20th in the evening. And then there are three games on Saturday in the early afternoon.
1: At the same time? They're all going off at like
0: early afternoon, late afternoon, and evening. So okay, there's like three, Saturday, yeah. There's a, there's a one, four, and seven, it, or a right. new there's a, right. so there's three four and four games yeah. on the weekend of December twentieth and twenty first. I'm guessing this means the NFL will not have Saturday football. They won't um, go against that. No, right. I, I think yeah. I think that. that's a rule, isn't that? Yeah. That's yes, it is so a rule. That's Friday. Fridays, Fridays, okay. Fridays. I think yeah, but Saturday is an understanding <laughs> with the TV companies, which is more important than a rule. Yeah. Um. Then on Tuesday. Now, those would not count as bowl games. Our league's going to have a hard time with this. Because those are not counting as bowl games. Right? We're going to count them as league championships games, of which there are very few more anymore. More weird things happening we this year just to
3: keep me outside.
0: And then <sighs> the Fiesta Bowl uh, is in the quarterfinals on, the, on New Year's Eve. On New Year's Day, it is the Peach Bowl in the early afternoon, the Rose Bowl late afternoon, and the Sugar Bowl in the evening. We do know that the Rose Bowl will not be the Pac-10 and uh, Pac-10 Big Ten or Pac-12 Big Ten. Because Rose Bowl,
1: the Rose Bowl needs to be New Year's Day five o'clock.
0: That has to be the uh, well. That's what it is. I, yes, it is. It is, that, it that's, is that, okay. Yeah, that's where right. it is. Um, but obviously, the it was the Pac-12 Big Ten was not always the way the Rose Bowl was. Well, until the BCS for for well, a long no, time. For a long time before, even before yeah. that, in the fifth, I think it changed over to right. like nineteen sixty or something, maybe a little or, earlier. Then the semis are going to be in the orange ball on the ninth and the cotton ball on the 10th. And then, because they feel the need to go to the least charismatic place to watch a college football on the game on the planet, the national championship will once again be in Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is not great. Sterile. It's, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It's like forcing the World Series to be played at the Devil Rays Stadium. On what date? The Rays, and now strange. it's going to be January twentieth. Oh, yeah. All that, right, that's way too long. I assume that's you're a in month. the well, spring semester. Uh, Is that well, a Monday night? Yeah. Um, yes, it's a Monday. night. You used to have
3: a national championship before you went back to work.
0: Well, yeah, right? Well, <laughs> now it's all the way into the. Semester. Uh, well, it, it was right. It. I mean, it used to be Rose Bowl the last day. It was like, oh yeah, they won it. Um. I don't. That's a lot. It, it puts an absolute lie to the idea that um, they care about student-athletes. Not that they, we need more. <laughs> but like, so, so You're right. It's ridiculous. I, but, but here's the thing. Caleb Williams, would he play in these games? You're going to be the number one pick coming out. you play playing in three games? Yeah. I think it would really help
2: a team like, James, I guess Liberty is the one that's more relevant. They got the they got the game this year. Yeah, they're in the like year a six. team like Liberty. We're like, Bulls. okay, you're one of the top twelve, and all of a sudden they've won a couple, and you're looking at like, you know, it. The Cincinnati team, a couple. I just years. hope yeah. it's not Liberty. Like, no, no, equivalent. yeah, I was using yeah. Liberty just as <laughs> yeah, an example. This they're simple. they're in a better bowl game than James. Th- they're Madison. the they're the group of five uh, yeah. representative, well, which is ridiculous. Should have been, but you're going to
0: have, have yeah. but you're going to have, of course. Four leagues now and a group of five and then more independence Because I don't oh did Washington State and Oregon State say they're playing they're playing a Mountain West schedule, but they're not in the Mountain West. They're like Notre Dame does that. Correct. Correct. Um and so I mean they should just join the Mountain West. I don't think they want to. They're in talks to do it in basketball. They're in advanced talks to do it in basketball starting next year. And if they do it in basketball, they'll probably just do it in football. Yeah. Uh this year's Oregon State team would have won the Mountain West in a in running away. Mm-hmm. Washington State's not much better than Boise State. Boise State got beat by uh, just just yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, uh, in a game that I uh, got wrong with money. I I, I like it though. <laughs> I like this change. I did. I did not. Home game. Wait, I it's was real. not aware that the tough top two quarterbacks for Boise State were injured when I put put the bet down. To be mm-hmm. fair, I could have done the research. It's a ho- home game. UCLA
2: see like in the LA Bowl, I, you know. But I, don't know. I I like it. I think it gives I like the change. I think it gives you a reason to care about like American Conference football or Conference USA football like you know, obviously you're going to watch the big SEC games, the Notre Dame, you know all that, but you know, who knows? Maybe one maybe a Sun Belt team makes it makes a run.
0: Even if they just win a game. If that if, that would be all. Yeah. If Appalachian State or Troy or UTSA or somebody beats a quasi disinterested Clemson team or badly coached Clemson <laughs> team, which is more likely, um that would be fun. Yeah. Like that would that would resonate.
1: The whole process going back to the early nineties and the bowl bowl alliance, bowl coalition, BCS, the plus one and the playoff, it's just so cynical because we're gonna Next year, just like everybody's arguing about what Florida State should be there, Georgia should be there, we're going to argue over the seating, you know, the buys. Yep. We're going to argue over the twelfth team in versus the thirteenth team. It's, it's more football. It's I'm, I, as a viewer, I'm sure it's going to be great. But the talk shows the constant talk of they X got snubbed. Why should have gotten a buy?
2: We don't need more. I, Paul. We don't need more Paul Feinbaum. And that's
1: and. No. It, 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 There's going to be more Paul Feinbaum. There's
0: going to be so much Paul Feinbaum. (laughs) Paul Paul Feinbaum is to the college football world. Like, Paul Feinbaum's ears are to Paul Feinbaum. It's just, like, way, way, way way too much. Who's
2: the female reporter on ESPN that always basically goes on, like, with Paul Feinbaum? I like her, whoever that is.
1: Whoever can put up with him for longer than 30 seconds. You know, I I think
0: Roger Sherman made the point that all leagues follow the exact same pattern. They all start disparately, but they all end up with 30 teams and about 12 of them are actually trying to win. That's the way every single league goes and college football is kind of the last holdout on that, but they're not a holdout anymore. I'm somewhat tribal, somewhat, about Big
1: East basketball, but Paul Feinbaum is like a million times more tribal with the SEC. Like, imagine having like fealty to a conference, like not a team or a program, but yeah. just like, again, what is just now going to be a 16-team behemoth. And you're just loyal to the SEC.
2: Being Incredibly loyal, bizarre. Being loyal to a conference, what a fucking loser move. Uh, it's,
0: like,
2: <laughs> I know you like the A-10, and I like the Big oh, East, of course. but this Can guy I'm makes not. a living also. out of
1: just being an SEC stan.
3: Mixed, you know, uh, who, seven who figures. Was,
0: who was the coach that said that every single SEC tool team should be in the top 20? It was a coach. Oh, God. Uh, one of the SEC coaches. Houston yep. nut. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a current SEC coach, and he, they should not have been.
1: So, oh, Drinkwits at Missouri? Yeah, it was Drinkwater. Yeah, drink yeah,
0: yeah. Um, they're pretty good, though. They are. So those are the structural changes we've been looking at. We will be back next week for the final episode of the Bill Bradley Collective. But until then, have a great week, have a great holiday, and we will see you next week. As always, we thank you
1: for joining us here. And if you like today's episode, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let's help grow the collective brand. We'll see you all next week on the Bill Bradley Collective. It's all next here and the penultimate eh, fuck the penultimate episode of (laughs) the bill Bradley collective